Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian You know how the saying goes There's about seven professional Clipper podcasts And the LA Clips Forum Welcome to LA Clips Forum Fuck, I, I fucked that up Welcome to the LA Clips so Forum <laughs> My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with two wonderful guests. Jesse's still on the MIA list for now. Uh, he should be back soon. Uh, coming off the disabled list. Trent, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I've, I've had some uh, some mouth and throat issues that we look to be past. I came off the DL this morning. I feel better. Uh, and we do miss Jesse very much. Jesse, yeah. I'm back soon. How you doing, Jake? I feel like you're a regular now. Live in a, live live in a, in, live in the flesh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a, this oh, is a hot, hot intro. Dude. You know what? You know what though? If we were to re re-record this, yeah. it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't and be it, as no. good. Yeah, yeah, I agree, the, yeah, we're keeping it. There was a moment where I almost pushed pause at the beginning of this and said, "You know, I'm going to redo that intro." But I was like, yeah. "No, no, 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 no." This, no, it this, was too good. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, live in live in the flesh, man. It's Sunday. It's ninety one degrees on my computer screen. It says, um, "Dude, living. We're here." So, Jake, you were on last yeah. week's pod with Domino, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, you had some hot takes. Yeah, it was lit. And uh, <laughs> the point of a hot take is not everyone's going to agree with it, right? Absolutely. That's why the take. And guess what happened? You know not, it. Not everyone agreed. You know Let's start off with Norman Powell because he, he, this is an interesting one because I feel like uh, earlier when I was t- talking about like, hey, we're going to talk about Norman Powell on the podcast. I was like, it's August. There's not much more to talk about. And then Trent, let me know. It's not even August yet. We're still in <laughs> July. It's July. So sorry. This is this 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 is what uh, end of a July podcast is about is talking about Norman Powell wearing different shorts. <laughs> this is what yeah. we're going to talk about today. Um, I think the to me the interesting thing about Norman Powell right now is this isn't the first time he's done this in the last month. It's one thing to randomly have like a workout where. You're just like, you know, I, I grabbed some blazer shorts. Sure. You know what? I think they looked really good with my clipper shirt. Sure. Whatever. It's another thing that this is the second like workout photo slash video we've seen where you're wearing blazers gear. And at this point, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's a huge deal. I just think it's not very considerate <laughs> to, I guess, the fan base, to the franchise, to the team that traded for you. To wear your former team's clothes. Like you could keep it, keep it in the box. Or hell, if you want to wear it to the workout, just don't film the workout then. Don't don't put it on Instagram or don't have your friends put it on their social media. That's just my take about it. It's honestly not a huge deal. I just think it's kind of interesting and we need podcast content. <laughs> so, so we are going to talk about Norman Powell in Shortsgate. 
uh, uh, wearing blazer shorts. Uh, does anyone have a hotter take on it than I do? I, I believe I do. I got into that Twitter conversation about Norm's shorts, uh, which may have been a mistake because it was like, let's just say the argument didn't go well for me because people just don't like to listen. Uh, my take is it is either disrespectful to the team, could be perceived as that at the very least, or it's just a sign that you're too lazy to swap out your shorts. But my, my take is you're, your workout, that was at the Honey Center. That was at the team facility, right? No, that wasn't I, at like 24-hour 24 24 fitness. Or, I didn't even notice that. That's a, that's is is it 24-hour fitness? Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah I believe so, hour. yeah. I don't know. I went by a gym once, but I didn't go in because that's crazy talk. <laughs> so if you're, if you're going to be at the facility, I, it doesn't even matter. It, like he's wearing the Clippers shirt and mm-hmm. then the Blazers shorts. And apparently a few days before he, he had, been called out on it and he's like i just grabbed a pair out of my out of my closet because you know that i i rep all the teams that i used to play for and i'm like i get that if you're just cruising around town doing whatever but if you're going to work out at the at the team facility then you should probably wear the team stuff i, I mean it's free right it, it just it, yeah. to me it's like it's allowing a problem to potentially be there that there's no reason to do it there's just I, no reason for it. That's a really good point. I think that's where it's at. It's like, we wouldn't be talking about it if it was just at a workout, you know, shooting a jump shot. But everyone's like, huh, there's a, there's a blazer shorts there. And it's like, now there's a discussion that really doesn't matter. And why are we having a discussion that doesn't matter, right? It's, and it's, like you said, it could come across as disrespectful. And I think us as Clipper fans who you know we had Montrez getting upset with Paul George we've heard rumors about Lou Will and Patrick Beverly not liking the Paul George Kawhi thing and uh even going back to Chris Paul Blake Griffin JJ Redick uh DJ all this stuff we have a recent history of people uh kind of thinking about themselves and we're not saying Norman's doing that right now necessarily but it's just like when if he shows up and he's not delivering and he seems maybe unhappy with his role we're all going to look back in july and be like hmm, maybe those blazer shorts meant more a lot more than we thought it did you like he seemed like he was really happy to come to the team mm-hmm. in in february and I'm, I'm assuming he's still happy to be here it's it's to me it's just like why it, it's to me it's just like not like is is his brand and one is is that or is it? He new also one? has he also has his own and one, and he also has his own brand too. So that's probably why his ankles keep getting like uh, hurt in his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Brian. Like, let me say, man. Look, first of all, he knows what he's doing. He's not dumb. You know, like it, when you wake up and wear a Nike T-shirt, you know you're wearing your Nike T-shirt. Like, you know, what I'm saying? like yeah. he yeah. he knows what he's doing. Like he's grown. So if you want to go out here and wear his blazer stuff, cool. Like that's fine. If you want to go wear his and whatever just when it's time to hoop because there's fans that do care about you wearing your stuff like that's the thing Mm -hmm. just like people see pg and clippers gear and they praise him so much and go oh my god like he's in he's in clipper gear like he loves being a clipper there's going to be people that look at norm and be like well he's uh, he's wearing raptors gear he's wearing blazers gear Mm -hmm. you know like uh, we're not really rocking with that 
So you're playing the fence. You know, you're not doing yourself any favor being a fan favorite type thing, right? Yeah. So you, it appears that you become like a not team first kind of guy, right? Where it's like yeah. you're not repping the squad fully to the, you know, you see the guys wear clip gang. Do you see them wear any of their old team stuff? Yeah. You know, are you going to see Rocco wear a Rockets, you know, warm up short? You know what I'm saying, kind of? Yeah, and um, to throw that out there, like when Kawhi came out with the clip gang don't bang stuff, Mm-hmm. we were all like oh we we're super stoked it's like because we wanted to know that Kawhi was committed to the franchise like we yeah. we, we knew it was the case but it was nice to see it visually mm-hmm. and not to not to put any blame on his injury because that's not fair mm-hmm. he came to the franchise got hurt we still haven't seen him too much now we're talking about him coming off the bench possibly and he's this is the second workout visual that we've seen where he's like not and he doesn't have to wear uh head to toe clippers gear but let's not wear your former team's stuff right i i kind of gave him a pass because i i think he was in vegas and he worked out with uh cj mccollum and and a bunch of like pelicans guys so my pass was who knows? Maybe he didn't have any workout gear and he borrowed something from CJ. Maybe he uh, maybe he just had a bag on him that had his old Blazers gear in his car or something. I don't know. Uh, I gave him a pass for that one, even though it's probably less likely that I'm sure he packed for that trip. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he, he probably went and grabbed a bunch of stuff and put it. And maybe he was like, you know what? I think my Clippers gear is really nice. I don't want to I don't want to ruin it. I'm going to do this workout and you know I'll, I'll get that all sweaty and dirty and maybe ripped or whatever uh he's like maybe i really like my clippers gear i don't want to mess it up but then if you're doing the second workout on your own like you said at the training facility it looked like it was a honey and even if it wasn't like this is this is now the second time in a month like you know like you said like you're opening up for fans to create their own uh impression of you Mm -hmm. yeah and that's and it's fine for him you know like if if that's what he wants to portray and give off cool but when it's time to hoop and if you don't hoop you know it just adds on to like the (laughs) it adds on to the cooking session that comes in later you know what i'm saying it's just yeah like you said we're gonna look back into last july and be like oh well hmm that means something you know it it looks like it meant something if we figure out that there's any locker room issues whatsoever we're gonna be like oh remember when he was wearing blazer shorts like Mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna this is the the age of social media like we're gonna tie certain things like remember when everyone gave pg crap because he backflipped into the pool when he had the sore elbow you know like (laughs) it's the age of social media right and and then some people were saying hey paul let's not backflip into the pool on social media (laughs) if we're if we're just trying to look and look into your injuries situation yeah um it it, it all varies man you know like 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 i said like to me it's not a huge deal it's just like if we're gonna spend 10 minutes talking about on the podcast then it shouldn't i don't think it should have happened in the first place like this shouldn't be a podcast discussion thank you for the podcast discussion though norm i appreciate it (laughs) because it's the it's the end of july um to to add on to this a little bit though uh Based on like last week's episode, like, you know, Jake has his hesitations about Norman Powell and his fit. And some people were like, you know, he's going to be really good. He's going to be like our third best score or whatever. And I think like that's everybody's expectation. I want to just I just want to say something, though. 
in response kind of is a it can and cannot happen that's all we're saying <laughs> and b uh he's still in this, he's still in probably the prove it stage with the franchise and if i could just throw something out there everybody on this on this roster has done something in a clippers uniform that we've said that we've looked back and went you know what that's why we like that guy so far norm not not to his fault has only played in a few games yeah. let gas in the play in which is you know it's, it's acceptable it's fine and then wore blazer shorts and shirts in the offseason. Like, that's so far the reputation he's building. And is it, a, like I said, is it a big deal? I'm going to keep circling. Is it a big deal? Probably not. But in November, if he's only getting 17 minutes a night because that's just the way the lineups worked and he's not getting the, the, the streaky scoring and he's, you know, and there was a little graphic today that showed that he wasn't the best defender in the league last year. Uh, if we start seeing that kind of stuff, then he's going to be the name that I think people are going to throw in those cons- consolidation trades. And I think that's just kind of what the point you're trying to make, Jake. Like, if he's not going to hoop, like you better hoop. <laughs> right? Like, okay. All right, man. Let me get into it. First of all, shout out to the people who actually listened because you guys only had discussion because you listened. So that's yeah. fire. Yeah. That's fire, number one. Uh, num- number two, it's a hot take. You know, it's not supposed to be the word of, you know, the word is bond, the Bible, right? It's not supposed to be. It's a take. Uh, third of all, yeah. I mean, if y'all, if y'all pegging him up to be the third best player, then he better hoop. That's all it is, right? Like, if y'all out here pegging him to be that guy, I see people saying 20 points per game, 18 points per game, then he better be that guy. Now, I'm still under the impression that. When you're on a winning team, your numbers don't go up. They go down yeah. because that's just how it is. In the history of the league, on a winning, when I mean winning team, I mean contending team, your numbers don't go up. They go down when you're a role player. That's just how it is. You know, his, his role will be minimized. It's not going to be a gigantic scoring role. Like, sure, 13 points per game, 14. Let's even go, let's even like push it all the way up, 16 points per game. Mm-hmm. Right, like if we're gonna give him that, but at the same time, it's like we're—I'm not looking at Norm for a crazy offensive juggernaut, you know, Lou Will six-man type role. I'm—I'm lo- I'm just looking him at looking at him to play a role, to be a shot creator. Yeah, like, Lou Will only averaged like 18 points off the bench to win those six-man of the year awards. I mean, that's not a—that's not a role where you get to 20 points a game. It just and, and, isn't done. And with that, and with that trend, those were years where we like needed the scoring and like on our down years that we weren't contenders. Right. Like yeah. the whole thing is that we're contenders and contenders don't have 20 point per game scores off the bench. I mean, someone, someone if you, go look at the history. You know, you don't, I don't, don't take it from me. Go look at the history. Uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a couple outliers in there, but Lamar like, Odom, yeah. Lamar Odom is one of them. Yeah. Um, I can't even look back. Iguodala's not one. No, I don't think so. No, he's not. Like, there's in the in the history in the last ten years, there is nobody that averaged twenty points per game coming off the bench for a contending team. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. So the other flip side of that would be: Does Norm start, and you move Kawhi down to the four? 
you know, and uh, I'm not entirely <laughs> against that, but I'm also not entirely for it. the only reason I think I would I wouldn't mind it would be it kind of opens up the possibility for that lock jam that, that lock jam we have at guard for everyone to kind of get more minutes because we we end up spreading it into the starting lineup instead of everyone it feels like the way I looked at it is like we would have that log jam at guard because we would not start Norman Powell and then Norman Powell would be just another group of guards we have on the bench. Now we throw another one into the starting lineup. Then that opens it up for Reggie Luke and all these other guards. But do we want Kawhi playing the four? Not ideally, maybe late in games. That's fine, but not starting. I'm assuming. And you now, now you don't have a starting role for Morris, Nico, Rocco. There you go. All three of them bunked to the bench at that point. And then it's like, ugh, now we've yeah. got a log jam in a different spot. Right. So I just I just think, Brian, like, like I said, shout out to the people listening and having the discussions because that means that's what that's what that episode was for. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're, we're looking at, you know, realistically, if you guys believe he's gonna be an 18 point per game score. Then I'm right. Let's see it. Yeah, I I I do think he's gonna probably be one of the better players on the team. I honestly do believe that, uh, at least offensively. Yeah, I'm with it. But mm-hmm. I just think like our team is so deep that something's gonna have to give somewhere. It's just it, it is what it is. Absolutely. And if uh, Norman, for whatever reason, and you know what, I do think like if Kawhi starts the year off playing twenty-five to thirty minutes or something like that, then that's just going to open up more minutes at the beginning of the season. And then when people start to sit, then people are going to have more minutes. And I think it's going to be fine. I think that's why like Brandon Boston might actually get more minutes than I think he will right now. Like I'm, in my head, I can't see it. But like I wouldn't be surprised if in like January, February, I'm like, oh, that's crazy that Brandon Boston's averaging eight minutes a night. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. you know, it, <laughs> it, like I just like I didn't see that happening, but apparently he's getting three minutes in these blowouts and you know, he, then he comes off the bench for twenty-five minutes in a game where everyone's sitting and all of a sudden it's averages out to eight minutes by February, you know, and it's well, we'll see. I think like, I think people think we came off harsh on Norman last week. I think we were just like, you know what? Like, I think everyone's super positive right now. Everyone's on this, like, you know, championship or bust. And it's like, you know, if real Clipper fans know, it never works out that way. Something Something's going to happen where we're just like, that's not going the way we think it is. I said it a long time ago on the pod. Maybe it's just that we haven't fallen in love with Norm yet, that we haven't seen enough of him on the court. Because that's that's the way Clippers fans think. That's the way we should think. Is we want to we want you to to see you play out ball out on the court. And when we see that, like the the respect, the love grows for you. Coming into last season, Clippers Twitter was uh, let's just say hesitant to say you know Eric Bledsoe is going to be a good fit. Well, he was. I mean, we didn't really use him well, but he was the innings eater that we desperately needed. And he won that silly, silly, silly New Year's game in Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. yeah, give him give him his flowers for for being there and trying and putting in the effort. We didn't know what to think of Isaiah Hartenstein. By the end of the season, he was a darling in the fan base. Yeah. yeah. Will Norman be that this year? 
I have absolute faith that it's possible. Yes. I, I would say I, I would say most likely it will happen. I yeah. think I think just for the sake of podcast content, if it doesn't happen, we're gonna look back at Blazers short gate over here. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna look back on this. I mean, look, like last thing I want to say on Norm, right? The year he won a title, he averaged eight points a game. Okay. Yeah. And he was a role player on Toronto. And then the year after with the Blazers, well, on Toronto, but he got traded to the Blazers, he averaged 16 a game and then 18 when he went to the Blazers. So, of course, his volume went up on the Blazers because they needed him more. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying with a team like this. Like, if we're relying on this guy to score 20 points a game, like, every night, there's a problem. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a problem because, he. I mean, we're giving him that many touches for him to go for 20 when right. realistically it should be like a 12, 13, 14 points per game thing where it's like, you know, he, he gets his contributing numbers on it. I don't know. That's well, just my just take, a, but let me know. We, no, I think at the end of the day, it's less about the stats and more about just being efficient with the time you're given. That's all it is. That's all it is, bro. Like Absolutely. If Luke Kennard goes from 27 or so minutes a game down to 12 minutes a game, but he's sh- shooting – 45% from the three-point land, and he just goes in, does his job, gets out. Terrence Mann is above a replacement player when he's on in the game. Then everyone's just being efficient with their time, and we're going to win a lot of basketball games. I agree. You know, but if we're – and I expect Norman – and to be honest with you, the way – like he was coming off an injury. But if Norman – plays less minutes so he's not gassed at the end of every game i'm not saying that's a thing he has i'm just saying it's something from our clipper experience that we noticed then maybe less minutes for him is better just to be more efficient with your time and then i wouldn't be surprised if we move Kawhi down to the four in the in the fourth quarter and he plays the two and that's the lineup we have at the end of games or if he really is a negative defensive player then he's not going to play at the end of games because we could bring, we could have somebody else play who is at least even on defense. We'll see. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued on how that will pan out. We'll see. I hope you guys are listening. You know, obviously if you guys are listening, you guys are going to let us know. So I'm hyped for that. Cause like, you know what? I'm just going to be open about it. I, I like Norm. I actually do like Norm, but I've seen everybody else on the Clippers play already. Everybody on this roster I've seen play, they've earned my trust, they've earned my fandom. And Norm, so far has worn blazer shorts in the offseason. So you know what? You gotta come up, you gotta come in and hoop, like like Jake says. Just come in and hoop. You come in and hoop, we're not gonna I'm not gonna give a flying shit Yeah, I don't care what happened in July. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. You can wear Lakers shorts for all I care. <laughs> but if you let's if you, not go that far. If you but just if gas not, me up, just yeah. turn me up, right? Like turn like turn me up, like gas me up, like. I'm on board. Let's hoop. I, Go crazy. I'd, I'd rather be I'd rather be wrong than right. <laughs> Me too. Like I want yeah. I want him to come in and kill and and gas it up. And when the guys sit, he comes in and fills that role and be that guy. Sorry, and be that guy. I need that. So let's do it. Yeah, I'm hyped. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he, he and John Wall are the are the question marks for the season. And well, whatever we do with the 15th roster spot, but we brought back the whole team minus yeah. one guy. Right. Well, yeah. two if you count Rodney Hood. And that means this is his chance. This yeah. is John Wall's chance. They are the quote unquote new guys because they haven't really played much for us or at all for John. But 
Guess it up, yeah. If I if I could be a hundred percent honest with you, I know a lot of people are hyping up John Wall. Mm-hmm. I have higher expectations for Norm than I do for John Wall. Me too. But like, I'm on the John Wall train now. Because John Wall, if he just goes out there, facilitates, plays average defense, and uh, plays downhill a little bit, and I don't care if he only averages eight points a game and maybe five to six Damn. assists or something. I don't care about that. He's only making $6 million. He's an MLE player. <laughs> it, Norman Powell, who is now the third highest paid player on the team, I believe, or eventually will be by the time this contract is done. Oh, right now, he's number three. He's officially three. Okay. I just don't know if like Kennard or Morris make more technically. Yeah, he's just ahead of Morris. Okay. Um, well, then I expect third best player. Uh, <laughs> time to hoop. Time to hoop. <laughs> you know, it's like, time to hoop. You know, like it, I, I'm just saying, just to be honest, and this is a this is the segue right here. This is this is why I get uh paid no money. Uh <laughs> the same expectations people have for Morris. I want to see that for Powell. I want to see that for Norman. Every time you're you're complaining about Morris getting blown by on defense, I want the same heat coming toward Norman. I'm just saying. Because just keep it fair. Just keep it fair. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this about our fan base, which, you know, I like. I love our fan base. It's not like, you know, the Laker fan base where it's extremely oh. toxic. It's not that. It's so much better than most of them. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I'm, Great I'm fan gonna, base. I'm it's a really good fan base. But I'm going to say is what we tend to do as fans is we pick, we take the players we like, and the players we don't like and we give a longer leash to the players we like and and then don't give a long leash to the players we don't like for whatever reason everyone wants to get, get on reggie jackson for his efficiency but we bring in john wall who's also had a history of not being the most efficient player and we're giving him all the praise <laughs> you know it's because people want to choose to like john wall and people want to choose not to like reggie jackson at times it's just the way it is so I, I I like this I like to think that our franchise for whatever reason is not a big fan of Marcus Morris, <laughs> and it's funny because I think Zoo used to be the most polarizing player, but now that he signed his new contract, I think now people are transitioning to all right. Well, let's do something about Morris. <laughs> and Morris and Norman Powell. I understand Norman Powell, Norman Powell played for the uh, Blazers and they were a defensive nightmare. Uh, so, uh, and to be honest, it is what it is, right? He wasn't yeah. too far. He wasn't too far away though, in front of Marcus Morris as a negative defensive player, you know, like you could, and you know, just to throw this out there, Donovan Mitchell was on that list as well. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure Rudy Gobert could point at that and go, see, it's not, it's not me. Uh, but the thing with and i feel like we're it sounds like we're hating on norman like we're not it's just i think a lot of player a lot of fans look at like these two kind of players make similar kind of money one's considerably younger yes but marcus morris played more games for the clippers last year (laughs) and he carried this team most nights he he makes tough baskets and everyone wants this guy out, but I just want to say, hey, if you're going to give Marcus Morris the same amount of heat, then you should give it to the same amount of players that they deserve the heat as well. I'm just saying that. Or if you're going to give Norman praise, Mark Morris deserves his praise as well. That being said, I have a source that says that said uh, Morris is kind of looking to 
looking for a trade, I guess, looking to leave. Uh, I'm sure some fans would enjoy that. Uh, personally, if it was me, I would prefer a consolidation trade of some sort because I feel like you got to get the most bang for your buck with that $16 million contract. At this point with the Clippers, what's the point of, like, I guess the tax bomb would be less, but what's the point of trading him away if you're not going to get a similar monetary player in return? Uh, does that make sense? Or Yeah. Morris has an absolutely valuable skill set. He can get his own shot. Yeah. He can get his own shot. If you've got a night where you've got no PG and no Kawhi, you can post up Marcus Morris and let him do some work in the post. You can have him spot up and shoot threes. You can have him do a lot of offensive creation that you can't ask that of Nico or Rocco because that's not in their bag. That Morris has a unique skill set that's very valuable, very valuable in the playoffs in particular. Has he been streaky for us in the playoffs? Yep. But you can say that about a lot of guys, so don't don't hold too much on it. He's got playoff experience. He's a vet. He plays a lot harder in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. He really does kind of control his effort out there, and people may cook him for that from time to time. But when it's when it's go time, when the biggest games are on, the effort is there. He has a valuable skill set. Some contender could would love to have a Marcus Morris, Miami, Philadelphia. Hell, uh, the Mavericks, mm-hmm. they, they need somebody like that on their team. They don't have it. So if he wants to move on, I hope we get we can make it happen for him in a way that makes him happy, gets him closer to home. He's originally from Philly. He had stints in Boston and New York where he had uh, you know, a good time. He has connections there still. I mean, I'd like to see him happy. If he's not going to be playing for us, I'd like to see him – play for somewhere where he's going to be on a contender. Yeah. That's just my take on it. I love Marcus. He's got a great skill set. He's undervalued by our fan base, but you know, Hey, it is what it is. Our, every team has negative defenders on their team. Yeah. The one thing that Morris has is although he's a negative defender, he at least has a history of playing defense. If that makes sense. So we don't know if that's in his bag anymore, but at least we could hold some optimism. Uh, like maybe it's there. Personally, I my take with Morris has always been, do I want him traded? No. But I do want Ty to sub him out. We have players like Roko. We have players like Batum. And we, we, have, we have wings that could even come in and play a little bit of the four if it was necessary. If he's cold from the field and he's also a negative defender, he is a liability on the court. I'm just going to be real about that. But just sub him out. And then hopefully the next game he's warm again. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's where I'm at on it. Like, I think we have a lot of options with how deep this team is. Uh, Jake? Uh, y'all know already I'm like a big Marcus Morris defender, so – the dude kept us alive a lot last year. Um, I think he played high minutes too. Yeah, he took the one month off in the beginning of the year, but pretty much carried us all the way through after that with Reggie. Um, the dude can just get his own shot. 
and at times, which is crazy, can be really streaky, go off at 20, 25, which is weird, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. the way he plays. A lot of people say he's a ball stopper, which, yeah, I mean, that's fine to say. We, we saw it a lot last year um, because the, who else is he going to pass it to? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. he's one of the only guys that could have got his shot. Um but with that being said, if they want to make a move, consolidate the roster, it's like you said, I don't want to dump him for nothing. Yeah. You know, I, that's like the one thing I don't want to do. Get rid of a $60 million contract to a team that needs it and we just buy the person out that we get or we just bury him in the roster or, you know, like the semi Rodney Hood thing. Yeah. I don't want the same thing to happen because it's like, for what? You know, I'd rather have Marcus's skill set here. Uh, and he plays well with Kawhi and PG. That's another thing. We've seen it. Very. Yeah, he plays very well with them. And he play, He could play on the ball and he could play off the ball. So, yep. I, you know, I'm not really on the, on the train to, like, you know, let's move him. But if he wants to go somewhere, like Trent said, I hope he can go somewhere where he can really play and, you know, be valued. I do feel like he's undervalued here a little bit by the franchise or not even the franchise, the, the fan base. Um, but I get it, you know, it's the game is not sexy. And so mm-hmm. people want to move on from it. I get it. I get it. And uh hopefully if they do move them, it's for a big man because we yep. need a backup big, or it's some type of youth that we can kind of figure out. Yeah, which yeah. It, would, it would open up it would open up minutes for like a Brandon Boston Jr. to get I'm more cool minutes, with that. You know, right. which which yeah. which is a positive. Mm-hmm. Uh because <laughs> we I would like to see him develop this year with the with with some real nba minutes but at the same time i'm also in the camp of this is our championship window season like yeah like like i'm I'm not i'm not trying to develop anybody at this point (laughs) you know um it's i look i've heard a lot of this oh we got to get brandon moss jr minutes to which i respond if brandon moss jr is getting minutes things are either going really really well for us and we are blowing teams out or things are going really, really poorly for us. Right. And we're missing a bunch of dudes or we're getting blown out. So big Brandon Buster Jr. minutes could be a good thing mm-hmm. or a bad thing. I I look at I, I I'm in the camp of if the team wants to consolidate a little bit. Yeah, move Morris. I I I get just as frustrated when he's cold and he's a defensive liability as anybody else is on Twitter, I think about it, but I'm also uh, a little bit more patient with, with these Clipper players than some people are. Um, Maybe, maybe I need to show that patience with Norm Powell. I don't know. Yeah. We're not not cooking Norm. We just want him to wear the right clothes. For example, like wear the uniform, please. Just, just the uniform. Just also, like to do a comparison (laughs) to do a comparison we when we were in twitter spaces last year uh last season people were like you know maybe the second point guard is actually jason preston and we all responded with we just want to see it first maybe he is but we want to see it first i think that's where we're at with norman it's like you know we've seen flashes but like let's see it let's let's see it before we start saying he's the third best player because it could be john wall could be reggie jackson hell it could be marcus morris Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so I, if there is a trade, I do think it's Marcus. Marcus is probably the one that's going to head out, but we'll see. Uh, you guys got any more thoughts on Marcus before we move on? So, like, 
you know, hope he's here to start the season. I'm a fan of his, so <laughs> I, I, and I really like his game. I don't know. I like his, I like the way he scores um, and he plays good with the, you know, with the big guys. So we'll see. I mean, uh, yeah. He's also a real positive uh, locker room guy. Yeah, man. We need that feistiness, man. We need that. We don't got the feisty guys no more. You know, Pat's gone. Boogie's not here anymore. John Wall's a little feisty, but he's new to the team. Uh, we have guys that lead by example as far as our stars go. So we need that feistiness. It's, it's, it's odd because I feel like Marcus's attitude and his support for his teammates would make him a fan favorite. He would, I feel like he'd be a fan favorite anywhere else, but for whatever reason here. And I honestly think he's victim of Paul George and Kawhi not being there last year. And then people looking at him as like the second or first option. And I think it's weird because Reggie Jackson got a lot of slack, but people had this like, oh, well, you know what? Like maybe Reggie's not the guy or whatever, but for whatever reason, Morris just got it a lot harder than Reggie. And I, I feel like I, I would have thought it would have been a little bit more even, but Reggie, Reggie still got it from the fan base too, a little bit, which I thought, I thought it wasn't fair for either one of them. I, I just felt, especially once we got Rocco on the team, Morris didn't have to necessarily play as many minutes as he did when, if he was cold. Yeah. But there were some nights there was nothing we could do about it. Cause Batum was out with something or, you know, for the first two months of the season, Morris would be out and then Batum right. would be out. You know, like we there was a phase where we didn't have a four. And the reason why I think Morris, if you wanted to leave or the Clippers found a trade for him, we do have Amir Coffey who could easily who stepped in, played the four a little bit last year for us and started some games at the four. And if and if we started Rocco instead, maybe we maybe Kawhi played the four maybe um you know batum but then you have amir coffee who's another wing who could play the position yeah you know it's like it's one of those things where it's like if we lost morris i'm sure the team the team's deep enough that we we would figure it out but i also think like like you said like he has a really good skill set and just to trade that for nothing would be would be a shame yeah like the team's already well over the cap (laughs) it's like it's not like we're going to create salary yeah. cap room. It's not like we'd right. be able to trade him and then next off season, be able to get a free agent. Pick something. For it. You yeah. know, it's, it's yeah. not, that's not how this works. So at this point, every Clippers trade has to come with some sort of value. Like, I would, I would not be surprised if we jump in to another deal and get Morris to, a, to a contender and that contender sends some bits and pieces to a third party. And then we get something from that third party. That the the hope for me is that it's like a Jakob Pertle mm-hmm. uh, or a Daniel Tice or somebody like that. But um, yeah, if he's gonna go, I want him to go somewhere that he that he can contend and where his his value will be real. But yeah, yeah you got to get something for him. Yeah, if we if we were to get a first round draft pick in return, so that's all we got in return. Let's say it was part of a three-team deal. We got a first-round draft pick in the 2023-24 draft. Would you be content with that because we could use that? Or would you? I would say, yeah. Like, I would be all right with it because we need the pick. Like, you know. it's. But at the same time, it's like our window is now. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to win now. You know, it's like mm-hmm. – 
I don't know. I guess what, I'd be okay with it. But. What pick are we talking about? Milwaukee Bucks? <laughs> no, yeah. That's the thing. Like, it, it, like, I, it would right. probably be in the 20s, maybe late teens. It would probably yeah. be a lottery pick. No. Any, any, is, yeah. any no, first round fans. pick we got, any first round pick we got for a Marcus Morris would be lottery protected. Yeah, for sure. Guarantee. Yeah. Right. Celtic fans were at his neck asking him to come back during the during the finals. Yeah. So yeah, oh. I mean that tells you enough. They like, they really could have used his skill set. Yeah, they could have used them times. too. Yeah. yeah. Their yeah. bench scoring was just awful. I mean, now they got Gallo and Brog. I mean, they're good to go now. Well, <laughs> no, but yeah. who would you rather have, Gallo or Morris? I I mean, I'm going Morris. I mean, Gallo had a kind of a down year last year, but yeah, Gallo, Gallo's and good, if, but he, and if his, you think you're, if you think Morris's defense is frustrating, Gallo's on that list too. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> uh, moving on to maybe a more positive discussion. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like the frame of the Intuit Dome is kind of is complete. You know, we saw Balmer, uh, mayor, the mayor of Inglewood, put their hands in the concrete this week. Um, some quotes, you know, uh, were said. Uh, I feel like there's nothing entirely new that we haven't heard before, but you know, it's uh, Mayor Butts uh, said something on the lines of like, you know, Laker fans have left, or Lakers left Inglewood, and we there's gonna be a bunch of Clipper fans there now. And uh, you know what? If we were to compare this to a week, we're like now in Wednesday of this week of when the Intuit Dome's gonna open, right? Like it was mm-hmm. Monday and Tuesday when they announced it. Now it's Wednesday. And pretty soon it's going to be Friday and we're going to be playing because we have two more seasons of Crypto.com Arena games. And before we know it, we're going to be talking about the Clippers run in the playoffs next year. And then we're going to be like, damn, there's only one more season of the like next at the end of next season. That's going to be Thursday. And then mm-hmm. we're going to be it's going to be like looking forward to Friday when we get to go play in the Intuit Dome. Are you guys excited? Super. So wait, we got this year. We got next year. Yep, and that's, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> oh, bro, let me tell y'all, man. <laughs> I'm hype. I'm yep. hype. My Laker friend friends are hype. Like they're hype. My Laker fan friends, like they're like, oh my god, I can't wait to go see it. It's gonna be the hottest thing in the city next to SoFi. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna I- be hot. I really want to see what that standing section looks like. Because I was about to say, I'm so hyped for that. It gives me Jerry World vibes. Because if it's cheap, <laughs> cheaper tickets, just to lounge around the arena. Yeah, I'm doing and, it. I'm doing stand- it. Yeah. Oh, would, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because my one of my favorite things about Petco Park is you could get general admission tickets. And they have a lawn in the back. And you just chill. You just hang out on the lawn or you walk around the stadium. There's standing areas everywhere. You can just like lean on a rail and watch the game from there. Like it's cheaper just to do that, and then like you get a workout in it. <laughs> so it's like, if the Clippers are gonna do something similar, I'm all for it. And and well, sitting at sitting at that wall has got to be crazy. It's gonna be insane. Just looking at the concept art for it, it's mind bending. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how important it is to to have an owner that can foot the whole bill for this. The people mm-hmm. of of the city aren't paying for it. Yeah, you know, yeah, there are some capitalism things that come along with building that stadium. You know, rents are going to go, house prices are going to go up, rents are going to go up. That's just the nature of the beast. But they are creating a whole bunch of jobs. They've dedicated a, a minimum of thirty percent of them to people who live in that neighborhood, right there in Inglewood, which is great. Um, 
And those are going to be good paying jobs. And it's going to be a really green stadium. I just think that the, the, the Intuit Dome being as advanced as it is, as over the top as it is, it's going to be a real selling point to guys who to come play here. And, and that's going to be better for the franchise too. So say goodbye to the hockey box that is Crypto.com. Is it still Crypto.com? Did they lose Crypto.com? The name I don't know how long that's going to last, that right? Yeah. <laughs> they can't even afford a sign anymore, so... Uh, yeah, crypto.com. Guys, kill me. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting out of that building. It's a terror, it's really a terrible basketball venue. It's a hockey venue, yeah. It's just like there's nothing special about it. And I think that there's just yeah. the simple idea that the Intuit Dome is going to be special. I think that's what's really cool about it. Uh, yeah, and it looks like they're gonna like the training facility is going to be there as well, if I'm not mistaken. So they're not going to have to – I always thought it's like it's got to be really hard to be an NBA player in Los Angeles and have, your, like, your training facility and your arena separate. And if anyone's ever driven in L.A. before, that can't be easy. So it seems like it's kind of cool that it's all going to kind of be in the same central location. I'm hyped, bro. Like, I'm seriously I, – I keep talking about it on Twitter. Like, I am so gassed for this thing. I'm ready. Not only because it's the Clippers, but it's because it's a new arena. And new arenas are always hot. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot, hot. I remember I went to go see Barclays when it first opened up. Hot. Super fire arena. And right. um, I'm just hyped. Like, like to see the new tech and all that stuff that's coming into it. Literally into it. You see how I did that? Oh, wow. They should hire you, man. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. So just to see that come into play, like, it's going to be super fire. I can't wait to stand in the wall. I'm going to risk getting COVID for it. I can't, I can't wait to like, <laughs> I can't, I just can't wait to be like amongst like other fans that are, you know, just as passionate because to drive to Inglewood is you're going to be a passionate fan to go to. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be really cool too. Uh, like just like watching the Drew League recently and watching some of these college arenas, like it's going to be tight in there. It's going to be loud and yeah. it's going to be tight. And I think that's going to, like, really help the Clippers with some of that home court advantage. Like, yeah, there's going to be other fan bases there. It's a Clippers game. That's what's going to happen. But I think it's going to be really cool. Because, like, uh, when, like, Terrence Mann went on his game six run against the Jazz, that place was loud. I was not there, but I heard it. And everyone everyone, oh, yeah. who, everyone who went to that game told me it was extremely loud. That thing is loud. so special, bro. So special. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, like just to be around these fans. And I wanted to have that real, like Oklahoma city when it was hot, you know, just that real loud Mm -hmm. banging where it's like Mm -hmm. Oakland, you know, feeling where it's like, yo, bro, this place is about to explode. Hopefully our fans are, you know, as great. Um, We are in Los Angeles. so (laughs) The team team does have to be good. It is a fair, it is a fair weather, like fan city. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't say that, you know, from being football to basketball to what a baseball. Um, I've been to Dodger games where, you know, now where they're packed and I've been to Dodger games in the past where, you know, you could sit wherever you wanted because there was nothing, there was like, you know, super empty. So um, I'm hyped, man. Let's get this thing going. And we're still going to have the whole uh, uh, people have to drive there. And so the seven 30 starts, yeah. you know, half the stadium will be empty because people are still I, trying to get there. I can imagine how, that traffic is going to be incredible. Ge- generational traffic. <laughs> yeah, Legit. Gonna, yeah, God forbid. Bad. God forbid they have a game, you know, after a so football game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because remember, 
Because two teams play at SoFi. Is that right? Two teams. Yeah, play two teams play. The Rams there. and the Chargers both play there. So a Sunday so night game any, in Inglewood. Yeah. So like any Sunday game, you could be fighting with the NFL traffic that's literally going to the same exact place. That's toxic. Seventy-five thousand oh. people plus the the what the seventeen, 17 or so I think it is. that are going to be a yeah. Uh, Almost a hundred grand. I want. I wonder if Steve Ballmer has any any plans to help with the traffic situation. They said they were opening up another another uh, lane or something like that. In the oh, freeway. Okay. I, I forgot what I read it somewhere, maybe a long time ago. But that's not uh, gonna be enough, bro. Trent, <laughs> yeah. No matter how no matter how they try to no matter how they try to play this thing, it's over. Like the traffic yeah. is bad. Whatever it is, what we, it is. We just need to reimagine the, the infrastructure in the in the greater LA area. We need a lot more mass transit. And yeah, I was gonna say. I don't yeah. know that it's ever coming. Yeah. Me yeah. coming from the valley, I'm just gonna leave early, four o'clock, and get there at <laughs> six because it's two hours yeah. to get there or whatever. Minimum. And then drink something or hang out or whatever. It's like it's like a road trip just to go twelve miles. Yeah, it is. It is what it is, bro. It it really is what it is. Like I'm just gonna enjoy yeah. going there, every game I can. Is there a train station or metro station somewhere close to that? Not sure uh, if it's Inglewood, but there yeah. should be. Yeah, that would be a good a good thing. You know, if you could take yeah. the metro and then have like a ten minute walk to finish it off, cool I'd be that. all on board for I'm that. Cool with that. Yeah, it's good for me. You know, get outside, get a little exercise. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. So I have some questions for you guys. Hit it. Because it's July, <laughs> not, not August. Bring it on. So we, we're just going based off our imaginations and having predictions that in a month time, in a month's time, we might even have a totally different team in terms of like our back of the bench. You know, we don't even know. Mm-hmm. So the first question, who will be the third leading scorer on the Clippers next season? I'm assuming Kawhi and Paul George will at least be in the mid twenties at the very least. Uh, oof. of the there's so many good options too. Uh, could it be Reggie? Sure. Marcus Morris? Sure. Norman Powell? Sure. Hell, it could be. You know what? If we're having open tryouts, Luke Kennard could crack the top two rotation guy or top of the rotation and end up playing twenty plus minutes a night. And with the kind of gravity that the rest of the guys are going to have, he's going to get open shots. Uh, who knows? We may decide we're going to actually utilize Ibiza Zubats as an offensive player for a change. It could happen. Probably won't. But, uh, yeah, I think the answer is going to be, wow, whoever starts at the, at the four. <laughs> so so, you, so you I'm going to go with be... Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. All right. Assuming he's still on the team, I guess. Uh, so, if so let's say Marcus got traded. You would think maybe that the third the, the, would it be Rocco or Batum. No, oh, okay. No. So you, it's Morris or somebody else. Okay, it's Morris or probably like Reggie or okay. John John Wall. What about you, Jake? I'll take John Wall. You're gonna take John Wall. John Wall. I'm gonna take John <laughs> Wall if he starts. If he starts, uh, huh? I just I don't know. I mean, I just feel like he's gonna. Yeah. They say he's not going to have the ball a lot. I think he'll have the ball a lot. Yep. Yeah. I do too. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of going off a hunch. If it's not John Wall, it's going to be Norm. Um, okay. That's what I think. I would like Morris because obviously, like I said, with the big two, 
the duo, he does play to their strengths. So I think I think Wall's gonna go out of his way to be unselfish, at least for the early part of the season. And I also think he's gonna take some ramp up time. So I don't I I see Reggie as the starter probably. I want Reggie to start, man. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh if I was if I was betting money on it, I'd probably say Norman Powell. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm trying to sneak in a early prediction, hot a warm take, I don't think it's super hot, but warm. I'm gonna say Reggie Jackson. I think Reggie Jackson would be the third leading scorer on the team. I think yeah. like especially if they let him start and he's the one who's kind of facilitating and yeah. staggering and stuff like that. I, I think I think he has a legit I I do think either either Morris is gonna get traded or Morris is gonna play a lot less minutes. Yeah, that's uh, probably true. He's probably going to play a lot less minutes, even if he is here. Whereas, so, I, yeah, I'll, I, I don't think Reggie's minutes are going to drop at like as considerable as considerably as Morris's will, but he still will play like eight less minutes a game. Reggie Jackson will still play like eight less minutes a game, but I still think, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to rescind my Morris and go with Reggie because, yeah. like, if, if we're just trying to pick somebody. I think Reggie's the other scoring option. And then, but my money, I, if I had to put money on, I'm going to say Norman. I think Norman's going to get a cheap 15, no matter what, every night. Yeah, <laughs> and it then, could be anybody. Yeah. It, it could be uh, Musa Diabate, dude. Uh. <laughs> I just, I just see, I just see a lot of guys that are going to be, you know, double digits every night in points. You know, can you see a night where it's 25 each from, Kawhi and PG, and then six guys with 10, you know, 10 plus. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's possible. Zoo can score those. Zoo should be a double double machine if they give him the minutes to do it. Uh, Reggie, even when he was playing just, you know, as the sidekick to the other two guys, was what, 14? I think he averaged like 12 or 11, I think, when he was playing with the two, two years ago, whatever. I expect that to go up. It's probably going to be Reggie. I expect it to be like 15. Yeah, his catch and shoot numbers are really good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I expect 15. I don't know, though, man. I would <laughs> – I just feel like John's going to have the ball a lot, even though they say no. Like, I just feel like he's going to have it, and he's going to look for his shots. My, my take with John Wall is he's going to have to play so well. And I'm not saying he won't, but he's gonna have to play so well, and Reggie's gonna have to at least dip in production for them to be like, you know what, we're officially going with John Wall getting 28 minutes a night. And really, it might just be Reggie, man, 15 a game, catch and shoot, yeah. Because if you were to ask me, like, if they both played about 22 minutes a night, right? Let's just say roughly, they split it down the middle. They both played 20 to 22 minutes a night. I'm assuming Reggie Jackson would score more points than John Wall. But how do we know that? This is like this yeah. is my thing, Brian. Right? Like, right. is John Wall? Like, I'm not the biggest John Wall. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't defender or anything. But like, I don't know. It's John Wall. Like, <laughs> only can I, 15 can minutes. I, like, can I can I give you a hot take though? Yeah. John Wall will shoot above 40 percent from the three point line this year. Above. Above forty percent, so he'll be forty point like zero one. <laughs> I, I I got him like okay. I think he's going to pull his average up. I got him like 35. 35? Okay. I, 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 yeah. I, I think because he's about a 38% catch and shoot. I, 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 think he could, I think he could get that up to about 42%, especially if he's working on it. And then, and then off the dribble, oh, off the dribble, yeah. he, he's about 33 or something like that. 
uh i think we could get that to more like 31 so i don't know i hot take i think you get up to 40 percent from the three-point line this year for the season for the season oh nah we're gonna look nah. back we're gonna look back we're gonna look back and when that when when that when that's 27 in april <laughs> yeah we're gonna look back on this episode i got him like 35 like I, and as being optimistic because i really realistically think it's gonna be like 32 yeah 32 33 is yeah. is the realistic yeah, yeah. if uh, i'm 35 if, would be would be a really good outcome if i i don't know what the vegas odds are on like prop bets but if it was like uh uh over 33 i would take the over if it's under if it's like 36 percent, i would still take the over damn but but if it's like 38 percent, i'll take the under so you're you're good you're doing like 36 yeah i think i i I think like if i if i'm being logical i think it's 36 that's high speaking with my heart in july yeah 40 plus. <laughs> uh, all right. Andy's wearing the right shorts. <laughs> Andy's wearing, you know what? I've seen some John Wall workouts and I've seen him wear Clippers gear. Uh, so he seems like he wants to be here. I, he's not wearing uh, those those light blue Houston uh, outfits that, that were terrible. <laughs> the Oilers joint. Yeah. Um, we right now officially have. 14 players under contract plus Musa on a two-way, not including the training camp invites. All right. Not including training camp invites, which is Scrub, Moses Brown, and uh, Xavier Moon. The other three are not invited anymore. We technically have two spots available. But of just the 14 under contract plus Musa, so 15 players, will all 15 of those players make it through training camp this year as it's still on the team still on the team like with two months left of the offseason and then with uh training camp coming in september and i'm i i I look i look at it as training camp ends when the preseason ends so when training camp is over we will have this same 15 players on this team nobody's getting traded nobody's getting I'm gonna say yes. All right. I might be wrong, but I might be like they might trade somebody tomorrow. I, I my take is at this point, I'm assuming it's yes because I feel like they would have done something by now. But I feel like the Eric Bledsoe trade last year actually came pretty late in the off season. I believe, like it was like I thought it was I, like the middle the middle of the off season, right? Like I think it was like uh, it, August. It was like oh. late. It was mid to late August. Yeah, I know. July 18th. Oh, okay, July 18th. It was July so, 18th. So it was only two weeks ended. after yeah, the, yeah. the season just ended. I'm full of shit then. Good job, thing. Because it was it was there was that that deal for Bledsoe plus the simultaneous trade of Rondo for uh the te- that that trade exemption. They just sucked up Rondo's money from us. And that trade exemption was good for a year and it just expired. No okay. Damn, son. Last last week. But you know what? The reason why I think it was mid-August, me and Jesse started recording our podcast already. And we started our first episode August 8th, and we recorded pot we've been podcasting. I believe it was August 2nd. Oh man, if he get this right, I'm gonna look back. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been August 2nd, dude. I'm gonna look back right. If that's true, then our anniversary is next week. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I was not prepping for that. A uh, little bit. But, but we were at least one or two episodes in by the time the Eric Blesso trade happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I don't know. August 8th. August 8th. Oh, uh, it was August 8th? August 8th. Okay. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, I guess I, all right. I so, stand corrected. I could have <laughs> sworn oh, man. that That's funny. the Eric Blesso trade happened in August. Do we? Um, uh, I, will, I will cook it up right now. Cook that up while we, we discuss this. Uh, <clears throat> so I, 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 Jake, I, I, Jake thinks they're all going to be here? Yeah, Jake thinks I think they're, they're all, all, I think they'll all be here. Yeah. Out of the 15 players. Yeah. I, I think I, as of right now, I'm going to say yes too. Well, I was wrong. It was August seventh. Okay, so we're, we're we're on point then. A little bit. I was thinking mid to late August. I so. thought mid August too. Yeah. So it's it's really right. They may have adjusted the uh, TPEs. What they probably did was look at it as in that happened that many weeks after the off season started. And oh wait, just, and they just did the same thing this year. Is like sorry, week. he was. The August 7th trade was moving him out of New Orleans. We acquired him on August 16th. Okay, so uh, mid-August. So mid-August. Okay. I just think I just think, dude, like I wouldn't want nobody to trade to be traded. I don't know. I mean, what options are there really out there? Like, no one's really on the block. I don't know. No, I agree. Like my my I keep going back to like if we could get a backup center in the deal. Yeah, that's the only uh, thing. I'm like, kinda... like I'm, I'm really big on Portal and San Antonio, but we'll see. Yeah, they uh, want a first rounder for him, which we're not going to do. Yeah, we're not going to, unless, unless that first rounder is what we get for trade. you know, yeah. trading yeah. Marcus like, Morris to somebody else in a three teamer, you know, whatever. And they get the first from somebody else, and then we, right, we, we take them back. Uh, I, d- I do not think that the all 15 players are going to be here at the end of training camp. You're assuming nice. you're assuming Morris is out. Yeah. I think that maybe more than that. Oh, okay. yeah. so you're thinking Kyrie's on the team? All right, I heard you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, uh, I I don't think Kyrie's on the team. No. Okay, but you think we're getting someone because you're thinking consolidation is is. I am. And you're. Uh, uh, I am. Let me ask you: Do you? It's Morris and who else? Probably Luke Kennard, and I don't, hey. and I don't want that to happen. But I, I think that his value is extremely high, and I just, I just think it's, it's possible. I think possible. I'll be, I'll be hurt. I would be, be hurt too. I'd be hurt too. I'll be hurt. I, I'm my, in my opinion, this is what this was my stance when when Terrence Mann had the Utah Jazz thing, where it's like he's untouchable at least mm-hmm. for the whole next season. Luke Kennard after the Washington Wizards game, untouchable. Should be untouchable until his contract is up. <laughs> like that's dude shoots forty five percent from three and hits clutch shots. I don't know, and he he puts in effort on defense. Would I move him? No, absolutely. Luke Kennard, even even if he can't find minutes, he's the guy you put in the game with ten seconds left in the game to make a shot, get shoot a free throw. Yeah, someone just efficient that you trust that can make a basket, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah, uh, he's a player you set up for the final shot. Yep. I just, uh, yeah. I've got this horrible fear that we're going to do something silly because, you know, Larry Fingers is Larry Fingers. Uh, so we can't trade Zoo, though. No. So, so I, I do not think. Not until January. 
So I do think that allows for us to have this idea in our brain that the player that we're going to get back, if it's a, if it is a center, would be a backup center, and we wouldn't go out and get like a Miles Turner. Like we can because the contracts are close enough. I just don't see that happening at this point. You could trade. You could trade Luke or Morris straight up for Miles Turner. Yeah, one for one, and Indiana would probably do it for uh, for Luke Kennard. But, but they, they have a ton of guards and a couple of centers that they're re- willing to part ways with Turner, but they just don't have any wings. Yeah. So, uh, but their, their thing is they also don't really want to win yet. Well, they were trying to get Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> so they were trying to get Aiden. They, they thought... Well, you know, if you could get Aiden, Aiden's only 23 years old. Yeah. If you could lock him into a five year deal, I mean, that's, I think they offered him four. A four-year deal. That's, I mean, that's a solid investment. So that made sense, and they had the the capital to do it. I see. They still put out a trade. They put out that request, that waiver offer, because uh, restricted free agent offer. But they didn't poison pill it at all. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't at all. Basically, they they were like, we don't really want him to sign this, but we feel like we have to like put it out. I think you have it's these are moves that franchises do to make their fan bases feel like at least the team's yeah. trying to do something. Yeah. yeah. Like like I always felt like a team just can't openly tank because you still gotta sell tickets, you still gotta have the fans somewhat interested. Like you don't want to mentally check out for an entire year and hope they come back when you get a player. You mm-hmm. know, like you gotta especially you're the Pacers, like you have a very loyal fan base, but at yeah. the same time, you're still not going to sign free agents. Like DeAndre Ayton's the only player I've ever seen that doesn't want to go to a big city. <laughs> so like that, that was your chance, but yeah. Um, next question. Who will play the least amount of games next year? Not named Paul George or Kawhi. Go ahead, Trent. I... <laughs> let, it, let it rock. Let it rock. I think it's going to be John Wall. I'm on purpose or not on nope, purpose? Not on purpose. I don't trust him to finish the season. Oof. That's just the way I am. God. Hey, he hasn't done it in five years. I mean, yeah, you're not. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. Track record will speak. Uh, I'm probably gonna go. Yeah, that's sick. I'm sad that I said. That I mean, probably. <laughs> you know what, Nico Batum. All right, uh, that, that's, that's, that's a pretty safe one because I feel like they're going to try to manage his minutes. Probably manage his load a lot, yeah. But hot take, hot take, Norman Powell. Oh, he's coming off an injury and, oh. yeah. Hot take. And, and, and he wears those and ones. And... It's just a little hot take. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, I've, I've thought about this. I think it'll be I, like Jake hates Norm. <laughs> I think I think if Morris is on this team and he finishes through the year, right? It's not fair to say he gets traded at the deadline and then obviously he didn't play as many games, right? right? Um, but if Morris is on this team and he gets and he plays through the year, I think it's Morris, mm-hmm. just because they would low manage him and he'll probably find a way to have a sore knee at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I th- you and I th- Morris's knees. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a it's a rivalry from 
from August of last year almost. August of last year, yeah. Uh I'm in I'm in I'm in between two players right now. If if I'm trying to be an, an like uh like a like a trickster person, Brandon Boston Jr. <laughs> right? If I'm like, you know, like uh but if I'm trying Jason to Jason Preston. Yeah, Jason Preston is going to play the least amount of minutes because he's technically on the roster and he'll be playing in Ontario. But it's I'm crossed between John Wall and Reggie Jackson because I do think they're going to load manage Reggie this year for sure too. But I I'm I'm not sure if they're going to load manage Reggie and that allows for John to play more, or they think John Wall's the one that they should load manage, which would allow for Reggie to play more. Uh, I don't feel like they're going to load manage them together. There's we might have a game or two where it's like both Reggie and John Wall are not playing, but. I would assume they would want to load manage Reggie more just based off the last year he just had. But with John Wall's injury history, you would think they would want to load manage him more too. I'm in between two. Since it's July, we're doing things spicy. I'm going to say Reggie Jackson's going to play the least amount of games out of everybody else on the team. No, the only reason why I don't see John, whoa, like I'm more on Trent's side with John is because, um, I don't think he can afford to sit out because he's on like a, a prove it deal for next year. Yeah, that's a good point. And so I'm like, dude, he, he probably got to play hard. You know, he's got to go crazy because if not, he's out the league most likely unless we pick up his option and then trade him later or whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's basically he's got a hoop. So, you know. Last question. Yeah. Who will lead the team in minutes outside of Zoo? You know, man, I'm going to probably go – this is outside of Zoo, right? It's because I want to say – I want to say Roko, but the only issue is, like, the reason I don't say Roko is because for some reason Ty Lue didn't play him, like, in key moments last year. I, I think that's a trust thing with mm. Morris. Mm. I think now that we're going to get another full swing of Roko and Morris, I do think he's going to play whoever's the hotter hand that night. So you think he'll, he'll go more Roko? I think so. I really do think so. Did Morris lead the team in, in minutes last year? I honestly don't know. I, I believe want... it was Morris over Reggie. I think it, Morris played the most. No, um... I want to say Reggie got more minutes. I'm sure Trent knows. Uh, he's He walked away for now. Let me see real quick. Because Cause to be honest, I want to say it's either Reggie or like a sneaky one might have been like Terrence Mann. I was about to say Terrence is going to play the most. But then again, he's going to be shoving like minutes at shooting guard, small forward, and maybe some point guard. Maybe, probably not. You know what? I'm just going to go with it. Who, who, um, who do you got? I'm going to go Rocco. I think Rocco will log the more most minutes next season. If out of the role player guys, yeah, I'm going to go think Rocco. Okay. Yeah, because like it's not going to be quiet. It's probably not going to be Paul George. <laughs> yeah, right? no. Let's leave. Let's leave them out of it because even if they are playing the most, which is like 33 to 35 or whatever. They don't count. We know the stars are going to play big minutes. You know, and, and Zoo yeah. is the only center, so he's got to play 20. That's why I was like, I think everyone was like, Zoo, Zoo would fight to play every game if you wanted to. Yeah, He's going to play 20 minutes every night for sure, no matter what. And he's going to pl- probably play at least 80 games next year. Yeah. So I, I was like, it's automatically going to be Zoo. So I was like, I don't, I wanted to take Zoo out of it. And yeah. And so uh, Trent, who played more minutes last year? Was it Reggie? Was Reggie the one who played the most minutes last year? Oh, no, it was Zoo. I believe it was Zoo. Outside of Zoo. Was it probably Reggie? 
Reggie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was Reggie. Oh um, no, it wasn't. It was Terrence Mann. Okay. So who is, we're, we're, who is okay, my cool. Okay, cool. To so. be this year's number two minutes guy. Uh, he just, he's too versatile. He's going to be used every time somebody takes a night off, which is probably going to be, you know, pretty much every night. Yeah. I, I believe there will be, if there's four games a week on average, three to four weeks, three to four games on average every week, I'm expecting Terrence to play in every single one of them. Same. And I'm expecting <laughs> Kawhi to play in two, Paul George to play in two, and and maybe somebody else to rest the other. Right. I, I, I think, unless like, things aren't going well and we need to win some games <laughs> you know but yeah. hot take hot take yeah john wall <laughs> you think john wall's gonna play the most minutes i uh, dude i just i don't know why i think this guy is gonna have the ball a lot i just think he's gonna have the ball a lot and you know what i got another hot take for y'all reggie john wall lineups together oh god together you know what ty yeah, that's totally Ooh. gonna happen Ty, totally Ty, lo- gonna happen. Ty loves the the double point guard lineups, and until it doesn't work, <laughs> he's just like, I, yeah, like I like maybe I'm totally wrong, but I just feel like John and Reggie, t- and then he's gonna throw like Terrence, Rocco, and I don't know. Like this is a night where these guys aren't playing the two. Well, games. it could be that like let's just say Reggie's on the bench, or let's say John Wall's on the bench. They'll probably be the first sub in, and then like Kawhi takes a seat, and then. Paul staggers, and then when Paul comes out, they put Norman or something like that. Mm-hmm. You would think Norm's the first bench player off the bench, but to be honest, that might not be the case. No, I think it'll be a forward. Yeah, for one of, for one of the you know one of the guys. Yeah. Now it'll be it'll be whoever the second point guard is, because PG will come out after six, and then the second point guard will come in because that's the way Ty does it. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. you go, why? Nice. I don't because I don't I don't expect Kawhi to be the you know because Ty likes to do his star one of his stars playing the first full the 12, 12, right? Kawhi. Yeah. And I think Kawhi the full 12. But I don't think Kawhi's gonna do that at the starting the season. Right, right. That's right. a good point. But although he, although when you're fresh off an injury, you, you feel best at the beginning of a game. And then when you rest, mm-hmm. it goes bad. So uh probably not twelves, but I could see him. Eight. Playing eight to ten, yeah, and then you maybe put the other one back in, and then he does a ten of some sort. We'll see. I'm intrigued because I feel like they're gonna manage Kawhi, but I could also see him just saying like, you know what? It's November. Let's see what they could do, and then if we start to see some lingering stuff, then we'll start like all right, like making December, January, February the rest months. Like I, I could see it go both ways. A lot of people are assuming Kawhi's gonna play like 25 minutes starting this year. Like the guy's been out for a year and a half. I, I think they want to yeah. see if he could go a full 30 before they they I don't think they just want to throw that at him in March. Like I Can't think wait. I think they 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 want to see if he could go. And I think like if it's a competitive game against the Lakers or the Warriors or something on the first night, and all of a sudden the game's close in the third quarter, Kawhi and Paul George are going to play like an extra 15 minutes, 16 minutes in that, in that second half. Brian, I can't wait till we see the paint and spray John Wall to Reggie Jackson in the corner. <laughs> 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 like, like we're going to see like a lineup of like Reggie, John, uh, Kawhi, like Rocco and Batum. Yeah, the weirdest, like, thing, the weirdest thing. We're going to see some paint and spray. John goes down straight to the lane and he hits I, Reggie in the corner. If if I could be honest about something, I think why uh, 
I like Norm, but I think we give him a hard time is that he's actually very undersized. And I think if he was just like three inches taller, we could be like, well, he could play a little bit of the four, you know, mm-hmm. but he, yeah. he can only really play point guard, shooting guard and a little small forward. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so I would, like, ne- I would never play him at small forward if I was the coach. And the thing is, he had to a little bit when he was in Portland, which was yeah. crazy. No, he started for them at the three. Yeah, yeah he started. He was their number three yeah. starter. There was no absolute way I would play him at small forward. Like, ever. I would prefer. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is, like, I also don't necessarily think he's a point guard. And we already no, have a good. He's only a shooting guard. He's only. And, that, and I think that's where, like, we, we discussed this fit in the past is, like, everybody on the Clippers, I feel like, could play multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for Norman Powell. And Reggie. Like, yeah. Oh no, Reggie can play one, two, one and two. Yeah, Combo guard. He can play. He played. He John can play Walter the off Reggie. guard. Yeah, John 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 Walter. <laughs> you're gonna. Is that gonna be your next? Oh, that's game? what you know. What that's what I'm following. That's like, that's it. I'm I'm right. The John Walter Reggie. You're gonna play two K next year, and you're gonna make the starting lineup with John, John Wall, Wall and Reggie. Reggie. John Wall point guard, Reggie shooting guard. Yep. In my in my scenario though, it's Reggie to John Wall for his forty percent three three point. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what a take this team is so versatile you're going to be able you're going to see lineups over the course of the season where you're going to think just put all 12 names in a hat and just draw out five and go these five are going to play now Mm -hmm. because it's going to be there's going to be some random nonsense out there you you could play four guards and zoo yeah and probably get away with it terrence mann norman powell john wall reggie jackson and zubats Oh, Ty, Ty's going to tinker. And that I, would probably and, work. <laughs> and, 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 and he might, Ty might even have scenarios where if things are going well enough in the second quarter and it's, and he feels like the lead's fine, we might get like 45 seconds to a minute of Brandon Boston out there at the end of a second half. Uh, Moses Brown with with zoo. Other, with zoo like like we're we're gonna he's gonna tinker and like I said we, the four- we saw we saw Serge and Hart play together multiple times we saw Serge and yeah. Zoo play together multiple times I I, I like that I think I, I I do think Ty is going to experience experiment with some of these lineups that he's just going to straight up say like you know what even if it doesn't work if we just survive these three minutes then we'll put in the guys that are working like it's like let's let's just go out there and play reggie john norm and canard (laughs) and see like we'll just do five out (laughs) we're gonna give up 10 points but if we could score 15 I'll look like a genius, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, Shout out to the listeners; they probably think we're fucking, they probably think we're idiots. Like they're like, no, These guys are right, like yeah, they, they, you guys are like, like, you know, they're probably like over there ready to keyboard warrior. Like, damn it, like, <laughs> like I can't believe these guys are saying that Norm and you know Reggie and John and Reggie are gonna play together. Like, like, are they? My saying, bad, my bad. Uh, I'm just Luke Canard's playing the four. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, my bad. Uh, look, I think it's just it could happen. It, Dude, anything can happen. We saw like the smallest stuff last year. It was insane. Our lineups last year. Um, yeah, we have more depth. But if you think Kawhi and PG are playing over sixty, then you know the, I got some. I got the, some diamond top to give you. The, there, <laughs> there, there was games last year where Ty would just play his five best players, no matter what height they were. Yeah, and like he would just be like, you know what? These are the five that were like in that Wizards comeback. He just played the five best players that were playing well. Like there was lineups where it was legit. Scrub, Canard, um, 
Eric Bledsoe. Like he, it was that it was those three plus Hart, and Hart didn't even play the whole second half. And who else was like out there? Keon Johnson was getting minutes in that game. Yeah, so he was just like, "I'm." These guys are working. Ty literally just was like, "You know what? If we're gonna make this comeback, we're gonna make it with these guys." I think Luke Kennard played the whole second half or something like that. Like, there's yeah, gonna be bro. games. There's gonna be games where Ty's just gonna be like, "I'm just gonna play who's ever, whoever's playing well." It's my favorite coach in the league, not because he's just my coach, but the track record will speak. Like we saw it in Cleveland. Like he sat Kevin Love for Richard Jefferson. Like yeah. he just does stuff like that. Like you know, it's great to watch. Like I yeah. saw a lineup of like. LeBron, Delavadova, like Jarrah Smith, Shumpert, and like Richard Jefferson, <laughs> you know, like it, it yeah. but it, but it works. It works though, you know. And we saw last year like Terrence Amir, uh, what's his name, James Ennis. Yeah. Right, yeah. like, like it's just he, random, bro. Well, well, Ty, Ty, I think one of Ty's philosophies is straight up like it's it's got to be so weird sometimes that the other coach has to be like. We have the advantage, but like, what's going now, on now? Now our power forward has to guard the six-two guy on the perimeter. Yeah, man. Or, huh? Shout out the Timberwolves. Like, can't wait. Can't wait yeah. to see that. Yeah, we'll see. Like, like I'm intrigued if the Clippers go small and they have Kawhi playing the four or Paul George playing the four, and then Cat has to guard him on the perimeter. Or and you know like and then we're we're stretching Rudy out, but then there's also going to be times where we already can't rebound. That team, that Timberwolves team's going to have 85 rebounds in two quarters against us. <laughs> I just I just can't wait to see John Wall. We're we're gonna we're gonna leave Zoo on an island, <laughs> boxing out both of them. I can't wait to see John Wall dunk on Batum. I mean, dunk, <laughs> sorry, dunk on Gobert, dunk on Gobert. You know, I, I'm over here. So I'm like on the John Wall fanboy train, bro. <laughs> I wasn't so I, hot on it at first, but now that it's here, it's like, all right. I'm, I'm excited for it. And you know what? Like, usually this is like a Jesse and me thing, but I'm extremely stoked for the Reggie Jackson, John Wall minutes <laughs> next season. <laughs> and, I'm ready to pull my hair out. And, and I am going to screenshot the Reggie Jackson to John Wall three-point shot. And oh, the Reggie Jackson to John Wall. <laughs> to John Wall. <laughs> I already know whoever's listening to this, like, if it, even if it's another clips podcast, they're probably like, look at these clowns. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> like I John Wall, like John Wall to Reggie. Look at these clowns, dude. When it happens, I, I bet it's gonna happen. When it happens, <laughs> quote it. It happened. You know, no, John I, Wall. We're not, we don't do our podcast just reading off basketball reference the whole time. Right? Yeah, we, like, we, yeah. we we podcast from the heart. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it, for fans by fans, right? So yeah. Uh on that note. That was the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. <laughs> you can find our podcast where you find our podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. And Jake. Yeah. You've had some drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just wrapped up the Lob City joint. Thanks to everybody who purchased it. It's in production right now. And then um, we got baseball coming up again in August. So we'll have the date for that soon. And yes. uh, yeah, keep it. Keep in mind, we got a Clippers drop on Media Day, so whenever Media Day is, um, you know, have have something ready because we're gonna. It's gonna be big. All right, and uh, Trent, you Just, also have projects. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got some new stuff coming down the pipe, but it's gonna be completely different. Just follow me on Twitter to stay abreast of those. It is at Drunken underscore Trent. 
and you do the Lord's work. I just want people to know that. Oh, thank you so much, sir. Uh, and I appreciate everyone taking the time to listen to our podcast. You could be doing anything with your time, but you're listening to us. And the people who listen to the jingle at the beginning, but stay for the pod, you are also greatly appreciated. And hell, if you listen to our takes and then still listen to the pod, we appreciate <laughs> that as well. Uh, I appreciate everyone who's halfway through this pod where we found out when we actually started the pod last year. <laughs> I guess I didn't know either. Um, no, you did. I did. Yeah, but, you know, you, you had me doubt myself for a minute. Um, so the August 8th weekend, I don't know what day we're going to release a pod on that weekend, but we will have a pod that weekend probably. And we have a big announcement about how, uh, how we're going to do things moving on starting next season. This pod will still be a pod, but we're going to have extra content. And how you get that extra content, we will announce that moving forward. Uh, but on that note, thank you, Trent, for the outro. And Peace. we're out. Peace. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip in. Catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh, yeah.